Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for the 24th day of the new year, one It's the fourth of five Wednesdays this month, and it's National Peanut Butter Day. Who, I ask, who doesn't love peanut butter in some fashion or another? The original spread, peanut butter candy, peanut butter ice cream, or, of course, peanut butter cookies. Actually, now that I think of it, both of my kids do not like peanut butter. I mean, when they were really kids, couldn't give them a PB&J sandwich for anything. If you're wondering, and I know you are, Peter Pan was the very first brand of peanut butter in America, licensed way back in 1928 from an inventor named Joseph Rosenfeld, who several years later started his own brand of peanut butter named Skippy. And almost 100 years later, those are still two of America's top-selling brands of peanut butter. You learn something every day. And topping the headlines this Wednesday... Well, I want to thank everybody. This is a fantastic state. This is a great, great state. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. Three. Three. That is, of course, former President Donald Trump speaking after he easily won New Hampshire's primary on Tuesday, taking control of the race now for the Republican nomination and making history as the first Republican presidential candidate to win Iowa and New Hampshire back-to-back since both states started leading the election process in 1976. And remember in Iowa how he congratulated Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, hard work, well done, and all that? Well, last night, not so much. President Trump's victory speech last night in New Hampshire. Today, the headlines all over the place are angry Trump. Trump gave an angry speech, vindictive, nasty speech. So I wanted to make sure you heard it for yourself. And what he said about Hadley only getting 25% of the Republican vote is really all you need to know about the whole thing. The results will be sliced and diced every which way today, but a majority of Haley's votes came from the independents. I mentioned yesterday that the independents can vote in the New Hampshire primary, unlike some other states that have a closed primary, meaning only registered Republicans can vote in the Republican primary or registered Democrats in the Democrat primary. Well, you can't win the Republican primary if you don't have Republican votes. Here's some of Nikki Haley's speech. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it, and I want to acknowledge that. Now, you've all heard the chatter among the political class. They're falling all over themselves, saying this race is over. Well, I have news for all of them. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. This race is far from over. There are dozens of states left to go. And the next one is my sweet state of South Carolina. At one point in this campaign, there were 14 of us running, and we were at 2% in the polls. Well, I'm a fighter. And I'm scrappy. 
And now we're the last one standing next to Donald Trump. And today we got close to half of the vote. We still have a ways to go, but we keep moving up. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley last night in New Hampshire. So the South Carolina primary is a month away. Before South Carolina, Nevada has a primary and a caucus. It's a weird thing, and Trump is not on the primary ballot, and Haley is. But Trump is in the caucus, and Haley isn't. But the caucus is the contest that awards the delegates. So Trump automatically will win Nevada by default. Of course, all of the focus is on South Carolina because it's Haley's home state. President Biden, by the way, won the Democrat vote in New Hampshire yesterday as a write-in candidate. But it's worth noting little-known challenger Dean Phillips won 20% of the vote. And Marianne Williamson received 4%. The Democrats' primary season officially begins in South Carolina as well. So hopefully you got to watch our wall-to-wall primary coverage last night with Rob Schmidt, Jen Pellegrino, John Bachman, uh, Bianca De La Garza, and other Newsmax hosts who spoke with Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was on the ground with the Trump camp in New Hampshire. Representative uh, Green, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's great to see you. Uh, I see that big smile on your face. I know the energy in the room there has to be electric right now. Tell us how you're feeling, how everybody's feeling. I know you've been on the ground in New Hampshire out there campaigning for President Trump. Oh, it's been incredible. This state has been fired up for President Trump. And I think his victory tonight tells the Republican Party exactly what they need to hear. Number one, it declares the primary over because the exit polls have shown that more independents and more Democrat voters have actually voted in the Republican primary than actual Republican primary voters. That tells you something right there. That means that Nikki Haley has been propped up by independents and Democrats, not real Republicans. So Donald Trump is our Republican primary candidate. It's time for Nikki Haley to drop out. She doesn't want an embarrassment in South Carolina. Congresswoman, can I ask you a question? I mean, talk about the, the ego. Because I I think what irks me about what we just saw, which was this super positive speech from Nikki Haley saying she's going to keep going forward, the ego of the campaign and the ego of the candidate at this point now is is doing the bidding of the other side because they they know they don't have a path, but they're going to keep doing this. And as long as they keep doing this, they're wasting money for the party. They're also they're they're, they're wasting the the energy. They're distracting. If you if you coalesce now, you got a better chance in November. The fact they're not doing that to me, it, it reeks of arrogance. Oh, I totally agree with you. This is Nikki Haley setting money on fire. And she's going to continue doing it because not only is she egotistical, she's delusional, absolutely delusional. There is no campaign for Nikki Haley. This is a fake campaign, and it needs to be over with. And shame on Nikki Haley for continuing this. It's an embarrassment not only for her, but it's an embarrassment for anyone that is supporting her. Donald Trump is our Republican nominee, and he is going to win the general election. The the polling is showing it every single week. He is beating Joe Biden. And it's time for everyone to get behind Donald Trump. This is a referendum on the Republican Party to listen to Republican voters. We want Donald Trump and we want the Republican Party to get the message here at Loud and Clear. Let's go. Let's defeat the Democrats. 
Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene on the ground and on Newsmax from New Hampshire last night. This is 2012 Republican presidential candidate Senator Rick Santorum. All right. So give us your reaction to Nikki Haley's comments about um, staying in. New Hampshire is first, but they are not last. She certainly has the money to continue on. But some say for the sake of unity, she maybe should be thinking about winding it down, Senator. Yeah, I understand that. But uh, I also understand that you get out of a presidential race for one reason, and one reason only. And uh, that has been the tr that has been the case for every presidential candidate uh, in the modern era. And you get out when the money's gone. Uh, if she has the money, that means she has support. And if she has support, uh, uh, then there's uh, no reason for her to try to to try to mo uh, not move forward. So I understand what she's doing. I agree with everybody uh, and, and agree with President Trump that uh, she doesn't seem to have a path to victory. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean you, you can't run. If you look at, uh, I remember, in, you know, my race in 2012, uh, right after New Hampshire, guess what everyone was saying? Mitt Romney won Iowa and won New Hampshire. Well, he ended up losing Iowa later, but the, uh, that night he won both. Everybody should get out. Uh, and so this is this is sort of the typical call. Uh, if you're ahead in the race, you want everybody out of the race because you you want to heart, you want to keep your money, and and you don't want to have to fight within the party. I get it, uh, but she has every right to continue, and uh, she has if she has the financial support to do so, uh, and she does have her home state coming up. I think there's very high likelihood she's going to be humiliated very badly in her home state, mm. uh, but she has the right to run. Yeah, Nikki Haley may have seen her shadow. Six more weeks, I guess, of this type of negative campaigning. <laughs> Again, that's former senator and GOP presidential candidate Rick Santorum with Bianca De La Garza and John Bachman, who made the Groundhog Day reference there, which is so funny because if you remember, I used a Groundhog Day reference yesterday as well. They also spoke with another former GOP presidential candidate who had a bit of a different take than Senator Santorum. Let's get to somebody who's been through this process, a friend of uh, Newsmax, of course, uh, here at N2, a former presidential candidate, former Arkansas governor, Mike Huckabee. Governor, welcome in. Uh, your thoughts? Donald Trump has been declared the victor, sir. I don't think anybody's surprised by that. I certainly am not. Uh, I heard you say a moment ago, the real question is, what's the margin? And does the margin matter? I think Nikki Haley is committed to keeping uh, her campaign afloat even if the margin is not favorable. But let's be clear, she had indicated, as did Governor Sununu, that Nikki Haley was going to win. Well, she's not going to win. And now the question is, will she just change the narrative and say, well, I really didn't mean I had to win, I just had to show up and do okay. She goes to South Carolina, and if she doesn't do not just well, if she doesn't win, losing in your home state is like showing up at Thanksgiving dinner for your family and them telling you they don't have a plate for you. I just think that's a just horrible situation for her to be facing. She's not doing that well. Trump is uh, overwhelming her in South Carolina, has the support of virtually every elected official. So the real question, does she want to keep going? Now, I'm guessing she does, but it's gonna be a tough slog, no matter how many Democrat donors write her big checks. Governor, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about unity. Uh, we saw Donald mm. Trump last night being flanked by, you know, Vivek, Doug Burgum, Tim Scott as a, a showing of unity. And some are saying this really is about now focusing towards Joe Biden, towards the disastrous policies that have us in conflicts around the globe and the, the concerns at our own southern border. 
is there something here that you, you would stress to the Nikki Haley campaign about the, the her staying in and the unity uh, when we have a lot of problems here and abroad? Well, she's got every right to stay in as long as she wants. You know, I, I know from experience the hardest decision is not getting into the race, it's getting out. Hmm. It's very painful to make the decision to leave the race. You put your heart, your soul, your time, your money, you've exposed your family to extraordinary difficulties, and it's hard to leave. I understand all that. But at some point, you also look at yourself and say, um, if I stay in this, what happens to even my personal debt situation because people are running up expenses for you, the campaign is over, and you know who they look to to pay it? You, personally. There is no campaign. It's over. I told people in Iowa eight years ago I had to leave the campaign trail because of illness. And everybody was like, oh, what's wrong? I said, yeah, the voters were sick of me. I had to leave. <laughs> so there, there does come that moment at which you look your, at to the mirror and you say, it ain't happening. And you, uh, you know, dust it off and say, I've done my best. And I think that's what Nikki's got to make the decision to do. I want to say this about Trump. Listening to him over the last few weeks, and it's been consistent the last few weeks, he has been remarkable in his pitch perfect uh, approach to what he's saying and the way he is saying it. He's looking forward, not backward. He's talking about what he wants to do for America. He's not relitigating the last election. Uh, it's a significantly strong Donald Trump that I think if he stays on this track, He's unbeatable, not just for the mm. primary. I think he's unbeatable in November. All right. Governor and former presidential candidate Mike Huckabee on Newsmax last night. So you will be hearing and seeing plenty of coverage on New Hampshire, South Carolina, the presidential race for the rest of today, tonight, and all week long. Once again, in the news today, the United States has launched strikes on targets linked to Iranian-backed terrorists, this time in Iraq, after an attack on an Iraqi airbase injured U.S. service members. This is at least the second, I think the third time, that U.S. troops have been wounded in attacks on that same airbase in Iraq. Former Navy SEAL Carl Higby, host of Frontline on Newsmax, spoke with former Deputy National Security Advisor K.T. McFarland. And keep getting closer and closer to calls for World War III, and God, I hope it doesn't happen, but at the same time, like, Biden's not doing anything to project any strength to stop it. No, and you're seeing crises in different parts of the world all at once. So you're seeing a crisis in the Middle East, where Iran, Israel, Iran shooting at American vessels, commercial vessels, military vessels. You're seeing China in the South China Sea trying to take the Western Pacific, basically, under Chinese control and threatening to you know, invade Taiwan. I don't think they'll do that. But then you also see the crisis in Europe where the, the Russia-Ukraine war is at a standstill. So it's all over the globe. And it just seems that the United States is, is playing catch up in every one of the cases. And the point that you made, particularly in the Middle East, where we now have Houthi rebels. I mean, who are the Houthis, right? They're firing on American vessels, right. trying to deny any kind of passage of American or allied vessels or commercial shipping in the one of the most important trade routes in the world. And we don't seem to be able to stop them. It, it's just a whole series of things. And what I worry about, I mean, you know from your own military service that things can change very quickly. Mm -hmm. And all you need is one incident. And then all of a sudden you're in a place you don't want to be. So I'm very worried that all these missiles that are being fired at American vessels, allied vessels, commercial ships, military ships, 
eventually one of them is going to get through our perimeter defense mm-hmm. and it's going to sink a ship. And then you don't have just one or two Navy SEALs that are missing and sadly dead. But yeah. you could have you could have mass casualties. And then we're in a war. And it's a war we don't want. Right. We don't we're not prepared to fight and we could have avoided. But that's the my problem here. And you're, you're talking about that. Like, shockingly enough that we haven't had any Americans killed other than the two my two brothers that were lost at sea. But at the same time, you have dozens of rockets being fired at dozens of American military installations in half a dozen countries, and yet nobody's been killed, thankfully. But when I was over there, there was a lot of times when we were working with partner forces, we would give false locations to where we actually were staying, and those would get hit by mortars. How many of our American counterparts that we think are working with us might be working against us right now in some of these attacks? Well, you don't know. I mean, and this is the problem, because as you point out, there there are attacks coming all over the place. There are attacks on American interests in Iraq and Syria that are coming from the region. There are attacks on American vessels in the in the Red Sea. They're coming from Yemen, the Houthi terrorist proxies of Iran. They're coming in Lebanon. They're coming from Gaza. They're coming from all over the place. And you don't know who you're talking to. A lot of these are just tribes, yeah. not organized military organizations. A lot of these proxy forces are just tribes, sometimes operating on their own. We're cognizant, but what we do know is that every one of them is paid for by Iran. Yeah. It's Iran that's footing the bills. It's Iran that's arming them. And by looking the other way, pretending it isn't happening, hoping that maybe if we placate them enough, maybe we won't have a bigger conflict. In fact, it's encouraging a bigger conflict because it's just going to keep going until we have mass American casualties. Former Deputy NSA KT McFarland on Frontline with Carl Higby. That's 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Don't miss it. Carl also mentioned the two Navy SEALs that were lost at sea. The Pentagon has now identified them as 37-year-old first-class Navy Special Warfare Operator Christopher Chambers and 27-year-old second-class Navy Warfare Operator Nathan Gage Ingram. The two disappeared off the coast of Somalia on January 11th. We talked about it a few days ago with Greta Van Susteren, true, true American heroes. And CBS News has confirmed that longtime TV and radio host Charles Osgood has died at 91 years old. Osgood was a brilliant and eloquent broadcaster, an institution, someone that I personally admired when I only dreamed about being on the radio All right, keep it on Newsmax all day, every day to keep up with all of the news, and there'll be plenty of it, as well as Newsmax Plus. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com if you haven't already signed up and get signed up for a free trial. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all of your favorite hosts and shows with expert analysis, as well as special programming, documentaries, and more. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Also, don't forget about Newsmax.com, where you can keep up with breaking news as well. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily, now available on the Newsmax YouTube and Rumble page as well. Don't forget about that. Go eat some good old American peanut butter and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.